0: You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hello, I'm Charles Cooper. Welcome to our continuing discussion of the prophetic ministry of Jesus Christ. As we said in our last time, Jesus was never explicitly identified as a prophet through his own words. The people understood him to be a prophet, Peter recognized his significance as a prophet like Moses, at least in terms of Old Testament fulfillment, yet the message of Jesus Christ in its totality is focused on the gospel of God. This was the central controlling message of Jesus Christ. And I must say to you, ladies and gentlemen, that there are no greater prophetically significant revelations in the New Testament than those given by Jesus Christ. For he gives us the roadmap of how the kingdom of God would come to this earth, which, of course, is the gospel of God the good news of god it's interesting that the ministry of jesus has been for all intent and purposes co-opted by those who want to make everything that jesus said and did about achieving salvation that is the forgiveness of man's sins so that they can go to heaven or so that he can go to heaven when he dies. Every sermon you hear preached, for the most part, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, invariably end with the proclamation that Jesus is our Savior. He died so that we could be forgiven. You need to believe. Now, to be sure, this is an important message. Don't misunderstand. But it was not the central message of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus preached the gospel of God. A close examination, and you will see that it was only during the last six months of our lord's ministry on earth that he began saying that he was going to go to jerusalem be killed buried and on the third day rise and and on each occasion that he said it only 12 disciples heard him say it and god closed their minds so that they wouldn't understand what he meant It would would be after the resurrection that God would actually physically open their minds to understand what Jesus had been saying for six months. But prior to that, Jesus went about all over the region preaching the gospel of God, the good news of God. It is this prophetically significant detail that once understood will completely open up the significance of the teachings of Jesus as they relate to eschatology. In fact, if you don't understand the gospel of God, much of the parables, not much of them, all of them, will be misunderstood, which is exactly What happens typically in the teaching of many as they try to explain what Jesus meant in the parables? The gospel of God, the good news of God, is defined by Mark, the gospel of Mark in chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, as having three components the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe. The gospel. Now one of the problems here is the insistence of most modern translations to always translate the Greek here, the gospel, instead of the good news. The good news of God is a message that has echoed down the corridors of time, beginning with Enoch, the seventh from Adam, will run through human history until finally an angel flying in the midst in the mid heaven will declare for the last time the gospel of God prior to God's magnificent and glorious entrance into human history in a way that we will will not have seen before and will mark a truly significant turning point uh, in time as we know it. Jesus Christ came preaching that the time is fulfilled, the time of man's enslavement and his uh, lack of knowledge, lack, lack of understanding of what God was doing. The darkness, Matthew focused on the darkness, the time of darkness being removed by the light of God's word through his son. Uh, Luke is going to focus on the jubilee, the time of release, when God releases his people from the bondage of sin. Their sins will be forgiven, and the consequences associated with that sin, of course, is bondage, both physical and spiritually. But it is the core value here, ladies and gentlemen, that the second aspect of the gospel or good news of God, according to Mark, is the kingdom of God is at hand. Now this phrase the kingdom of God is one of the most misunderstood misapplied and misappreciated concepts in the gospel of Matthew Mark and Luke sadly and unfortunately when we see the word kingdom we we automatically think geography for the most part Or we think about a realm over which a man or a woman rules. So the kingdom of Great Britain, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, we think of a landmass that is represented by geographical boundaries where people live under the rule of a king. And you get in your car and you drive and then all of a sudden you cross a certain line and the king is no longer king there. His realm has ended. His rule does not extend beyond the geographical boundary line of his country. But that is not what kingdom means in the New Testament. And it certainly is not what the phrase the kingdom of God means. When Jesus prophetically declared that the kingdom of God is at hand, he was announcing God's opening up a position or positions, rather, for men to enter into his rule that he was in the process of giving to his son. When you read the, the word kingdom in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark and Luke, particularly, you should think royal rule. think of the rule of the authority. It is not focusing on geography. There are no geographical boundaries to the kingdom of God, neither in heaven nor on earth. God's rule extends everywhere, though it is not manifesting everywhere to the degree that it is in heaven, which is why Jesus taught us to pray, Thy kingdom. Come to the earth, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, Jesus was giving us an insight that the rule of God, the royal rule, the sovereign administration of God, if you will, is coming to earth in a way that it is not present or was not present prior to the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. Now, the last time we were together, we read in Matthew chapter 4, beginning at verse 12 through verse 17, these words. Now, when he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee and leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea In the territory of Zebulun and Nephtali, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah may be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Nephtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, the Galilee of the Gentiles, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. The light, of course, Jesus Christ. And for those dwelling in the region and the shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. From that time, This is a very strong word that indicates a line in the sand. From that time forward, Jesus began to preach saying, Repent, for the rule of heaven is at hand. The royal rule of heaven. In other words, the way God runs heaven is coming to earth. The sovereign administration of God, where God is the sovereign, and everybody and everything has to obey his will. Ladies and gentlemen, think about it. In heaven, there is no disobedience. There there is no disobedience. No one disobeys God. There is no rebellion in heaven. There is no sin. There is no flagrant violation of the will of God. Heaven is perfect. There is no sickness. There is no dying. There is no sin. There is no fighting. There is only the righteous manifestation of the rule of God. Of God. This, ladies and gentlemen, is insightful. For when Jesus says that we should be praying, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, He is indicating for us that we should want to live on earth the way we would live in heaven if we were there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the most prophetically significant preaching of our Lord. And yet it has been greatly, greatly misunderstood misvalued and misrepresented in much preaching of today. Luke tells us that Jesus came teaching about himself as the fulfillment of Old Testament scripture. Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 and 2, which Jesus read in the synagogue in Nazareth Declared that Jesus was the fulfillment of God's intent to release his people into a jubilee. The kingdom of God, the royal rule of God, is the most significant proclamation of the prophet Jesus for us today for what you do now is going to greatly influence what you will do in the kingdom that is coming you need to strive to be faithful now so that you will enjoy all that god has planned for you when he comes When the kingdom of God, the sovereign rule, when the royal rule of God manifests on earth and the earth begins to run like heaven is running now, you want to be, you will want to be part of that and you will have the opportunity to do so if you strive to faithfulness now. Father, help us to understand the centrality of the message of Christ. Help us not to lose sight of what is the most important thing, which is to hear the word of God, to understand it, so that we may enjoy the benefits thereof. When we are in the kingdom to come. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode.